Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. Then the toe fell off my hand. That's how my day ended. That's actually fucking disgusting. Hey! Welcome to Martinis and the Macabre, the podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. My name is Erica, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Billy. Hello, how are you, my love? I am awesome. The homeless hobo was beheaded at the hostel. And what was that? I'm doing a voice. I'm doing a voice check. I'm doing a voice warm up. We're already recording, so. Oh hey, hey guys, hey! No voice warm up needed. <laughs> la, 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 la. Yeah, you ready to jump into this, fucker? Oh, I'm ready, you fucker. All right, fucker. <laughs> how many? How many times are we gonna say fucker tonight? A lot of fucking times, fucker. <laughs> Good one, fucker. Tonight we're going to be discussing the Blair Twitch Project, as we've so humbly named it, which is a very strange case that's involving the murder of Blair Adams, a 31-year-old Canadian resident found dead in the parking lot of a hotel in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1996. Yeah, this is um, probably, you know, I, I've, seen docu- I've seen like documentaries on deaths or strange occurrences or anything that's just, be- you know, dark. This is just fucking weird. Yeah. This whole thing from the beginning to end is fucking weird. And I, you know, and most times, right? am I right? Most times you could be like, oh, well, this this could be, you know, this could be summed up by detectives not doing their jobs. Or they didn't investigate. I don't think they investigated this properly. Yeah, this, this, I don't blame these investigators for being puzzled. No, this is a clusterfuck of curiosities from beginning to end. This is just a fucking kaleidoscope of wrong yeah uh, i guess we should start from the beginning uh starting out blair was a foreman with a construction company in surrey british columbia people that knew him said he was good at his job and he enjoyed it prior to this a friend of his said he had worked for a few months in germany uh, approximately six months before his death he reportedly had a fling with a girl there who may have only been 17 or 18 years old but this is just what we're hearing on the interwebs. Blair was allegedly supposed to work in Germany for two years, but abruptly returned after only four months. Which, that's, this is, you're going to see, at least from me, a lot of whys. Yeah. Why did he come back? Why did he come back so soon? Well, it's Germany. Well, you know, (laughs) Germany might be awesome. No offense to anyone from Germany. I've never been there. I have no clue what you may be like. I'm sure it's beautiful. (laughs) I'm wondering if um, her dad might have had something to do with it, or somebody, or is like, or well, or let, maybe, or maybe like a cop is like, hey, if you don't get the fuck out of this country, we're gonna have a fucking problem here. It could be, and that's kind <clears> of <throat> the. I don't think anyone really comes out and says that, and I had to really dig just to find this information. Um, it's it's quite possible. It's a theory that's kind of not really being said, but implied. 
you know, <clears throat> supposed to be there for two years and come back on, only a few months later. Something had to have happened. Uh, this friend also claims that Blair had had drug and alcohol problems in the past, but supposedly had turned his life around. Well, good. Good good on him. So, in, in the summer, following his return from Germany in 1996, uh, his demeanor began to change, and he began having mood swings. Now, his uh, mother, Sa- uh, Sandra? Yes. Sandra said, quote, Something was obviously very much the matter. He hadn't been sleeping well. Something was wrong. I asked him numerous times what was wrong, and he said, I don't know if I should tell you about it. And to this day, I don't know what it is, end quote. It sounds like somebody may be trying to be mysterious, or he's the guy, like, that persona has to be on something. You know, like, the guy that's always paranoid. Sometimes the guy that's paranoid is fucking right. They don't necessarily say that he was... Being paranoid, he just started having mood swings. Just wasn't quite acting himself. But obviously it was something enough that his mother grew concerned. Um, Only a short time later, in July, on the 5th, Blair withdrew his savings and emptied his safe deposit box of more than $6,000 in cash and thousands more in jewelry, gold, and platinum, which I want to know why do you have thousands more in jewelry, gold, and platinum? Maybe I'm... Maybe... He's, he's 31 and a foreman at a construction company, and he's got this attache of jewels and gold. I have a theory. What's your theory? I think we're just fucking poor. <laughs> that might be right. Is cause... this a thing people have? Feel free to, um, to, to comment on this on our Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Are we just poor? <laughs> I personally have never been in the know with anyone who has a safe deposit box full of <clears throat> jewels and gold and platinum. I've but. never held platinum. Think about it. Have you? Have you ever tried on a platinum ring just for giggles? I don't try on rings just for giggles anyway. But if I was gonna, it'd be platinum. Dude, fucking platinum one, dude. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck has platinum? And this is on top of the $6,000 he had. So, I mean, he was doing pretty well for himself. If He's only 31 yeah. and he's got this shit. Yeah, he's, thank you. See, like, he's like, all right, let me empty out my savings. Oh, I've only got, like, 6000 Break out the jewelry. Let's get it all. But it's also worth pointing out, you know, this isn't, like, some extreme amount of money. It's not like he had, like, $5 million sitting in a bank or something. I mean, he had $6,000, which is a good chunk of cash for us See, again 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 he works construction i have never happened across somebody in construction who's like well you know if i if i don't have this i have my cash and platinum to fall back on <laughs> evidently he did so after uh drawing all this stuff out of the bank we're poor <laughs> you know like remember remember the other night when we, when we had sleep for dinner <laughs> shut up yeah <laughs> I have panic attacks on layaway. Oh. I can't even afford those. Oh. How the fuck do you have just platinum just sitting just sitting around? It wasn't just sitting around. It was in a safe deposit box. It was sitting around in a safety deposit box. Who the fuck has a safe? I've never even seen a safety deposit. Unless it's like some heist movie that's set in New York City. I've never seen a security deposit box. We have um, we have what, what I like to call shoe boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and they have shoes in them. We don't even have anything to put in the fucking boxes. We just got a whole lot of boxes. 
Am we're, I a hater? We're, we're rich in boxes. Am I a hater? Maybe. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why we're not rich, because you're a fucking hater. Fucker. I'm just... I mean, I'm just trying to get a slice of that pie. <laughs> See what that's like. So back to Blair. That was the 5th of July. You're Two weird. days... You're weird, Blair. <laughs> Two days later, on Sunday, July 7th, he tried to enter the U.S. and the border officials who saw a young, unmarried man with a large amount of cash... Thought he fit the profile of a drug trafficker. Which and makes sense. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I, I could see that. But they denied him entry for this. You know, they could have been like, is that platinum? <laughs> That's platinum. They could have been like, hey, you want to come to our country and spend your money here? Sure. I, but- I, I know a guy named Billy. He has a wife named Erica. They've only seen platinum typed <laughs> on paper. They've never even been in contact with it. Turn around, Brahim. Turn around. <laughs> what they did it for his protection, like, you're going to get robbed. What are you doing with all this shit? Don't come over here. <laughs> the next day, Blair showed up at his job, but uh, he wasn't there to work. He asked his boss for his check and quit. Now, here's a question to um, Canadians. I know there's a stereotype, you know, like... They're all nice. They're all overly friendly and overly apologetic about everything. What are you talking about, eh? I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, we both did an impression. Do you think, like, Blair showed up as like, Look, I gotta leave. I'm sorry. And he's like, No, it's okay. We've probably been working you too hard. We're sorry. I'm just here to get my check. Sorry um, to put you out to get my check. And I, I just can't tell you how, how sorry I am. And then, like, and then, like, the boss is like, "You did, you're fine, and let me go get it right now." I felt like I kept you waiting, and for that, I apologize. Do you think that might have happened? Or these are construction workers. Do you think he would shut up? Was like, "Give me my check, bitch," and he was like, "Why you want me to give you your check?" I mean, the other week you were talking about how you have platinum. Why you want my check? I don't know. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me, please. <laughs> so uh, after quitting, his erratic behavior continued. And that afternoon, he spent $1,600 on a round-trip ticket to Frankfurt, Germany. Which is where he, oddly enough, had left early from just a few months prior. We can only guess the only thing he left in Germany was maybe cigarette butts and probably (laughs) semen. (laughs) Let's be honest. And, like I said, this is just what what I've uh, picked up. On the internet and may not even be a completely true statement. We don't know. But uh, his flight to Frankfurt was scheduled to leave the next day. But then hours after he purchased the ticket, he once again was desperate to get back into the U.S. Because we're just that awesome. Yay. Aren't we though? (laughs) We're really not. He showed up at a friend's house panicked and terrified. Saying someone was trying to kill him. And asked his friend to take him over the border, but she felt kind of uneasy about the whole thing and declined. So on Tuesday the 9th, instead of boarding the flight to Germany, he turned in his tickets, rented a car, and headed back to the U.S. border. Somehow this time, with his $6,000 and gold and platinum and shit, he got through the border. (laughs) I think when he got through the border, he was a little light on platinum. And the guy at the border went home (laughs) with some fucking platinum. A little heavier in the platinum field. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I can get into any fucking country. If they're like, 
you you have you have access uh, you know and 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 an excess of wealth you need to claim this I'm like well what if I didn't claim it and I just gave you this platinum <laughs> you know and they're like oh, well go ahead sir welcome you would convince me that your your needs were warranted in coming into my country I would treat you as if you are my countryman I'd be like I hope you enjoyed your vacation in Canada <laughs> you yank. <laughs> So uh, where he got through the border at was up in Seattle, Washington. And once he was in there, he purchased a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C. Which is weird. Yes, very strange. According to a Lieutenant Jones on the case, quote, he paid $770 for a one-way ticket. One-way ticket. When he could have purchased a round-trip ticket for approximately $350 or $400. So it would have been half the price for a round-trip ticket as he paid for a one-way ticket. It just seemed very unusual, end quote. But a guy's throwing around fucking platinum. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just wants to show it off. I'm maybe sure he's a baller. I'm sure he probably used cash for the ticket, hon. Do you say platinum. do you say baller or do you say baller and follow it up with yo? I always feel like if I say baller, I have to follow it up with yo. Wait, hold on. Let's try. Let's try. Okay. Okay. Maybe he's a baller. Maybe he's a baller, yo. That sounds better. It sounds better. That sounds more... I, it, I have to g- agree that does sound better. It hits the ear better, doesn't it? Yes. Blair's a baller, yo. <laughs> Damn, it works! <laughs> Blair uh, got into D.C. early on Wednesday morning and headed to Knoxville, Tennessee in a rented car more than 500 miles southwest of D.C. Damn, you're the opposite direction. So you, yes. you spent more money... You spent damn near double the money... To get somewhere, only to go drive five hundred miles back the other way. Yes. But then again, let's not let, let's not forget that he's like, I gotta get to Frankfurt. Never mind, I'll go this way. After being declined at the border one time, maybe platinum changes you as a person. <laughs> you think this whole story revolves around him having platinum? I, you know, everybody can have a theory. <laughs> You have to acknowledge my opinion. You don't have to respect it, but you have to acknowledge I have an opinion on platinum and Canadians. <laughs> you like it. And yeah. them. Yo. Yo. <laughs> so, uh... This guy's fucking weird. Okay, no, okay go ahead. Go ahead. Just, you're fine. Yeah, this whole thing is... We we discussed this, and we'll go over our theories at, and... At length. Yeah. We've but, had conversations that have spanned into the morning hours as to why this... I mean, honestly, why... And this is no disrespect to his family. Why did he exist? Because God! Everything he did, everything was a plethora of bad decisions. Trust me, we'll get to it. You'll find out. But... Something wasn't bad. He was rolling around with platinum. He did have that going for him. Yeah. He, he was a ballerio. So, all I'm saying is, every decision he's made has made me go, why did you do that? And to go to this decision, and I go, why did you do that? Things that make you go, hmm. And now that's stuck in my fucking head. You bag You're of shit. You're welcome. You bag of shit. Now that's stuck in my head. Fucker. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So back to You are not a baller, yo. <laughs> back to Blair after he traverses more than 500 miles back the other direction, ends up in Knoxville. A detective for the Knox County Sheriff's Department uh, by the name of Perry Moyers 
Can, was... I, can, can, can I do it? Can I do the quote? You may. Okay. Perry Moyers was perplexed, mm-hmm. as we are. Every aspect of this case is mysterious. There's no explanation to it. I mean, why go to D.C. and turn around and come back to Knoxville? He had no reason to be in East Tennessee. He had no reason to be in Knoxville. He knew no one in East, Tech, or East Tennessee or the Eastern United States. End quote. You want to do that last sentence again? No, I feel good with it. Oh, okay. Yo. For those of you that couldn't understand, I'll, I'll be your translator. Every aspect of this case is mysterious. Mysterious. There's no explanation to it. I mean, why go to D.C. and turn around and come back to Knoxville? I ain't no fucking reason. He had no reason to be in East Tennessee. What he I had did... no reason to be in Knoxville. What'd I just fucking say? He knew no one in East Tennessee or the Eastern United States. Or Billy and Erica. Didn't know them. <laughs> he did not know us. Because we were probably just starting our dating relationship at that time. What, what, when was this? 96, summer. That was it, yeah. yeah That's yeah, when we met. Yeah. We're old. <laughs> but I love you. I love you too. Quit getting so fucking sentimental. Quit getting so sidetracked. Um, let's just get back on this, fucker. Okay, fucker. <gasps> Blair was seen in Knoxville at a gas station around 5.30 p.m. that day. He complained, this is where it gets even weirder, complained to the gas station attendant that his car wouldn't start. And the attendant informed him that he had the wrong keys. How the fuck, in a logical world, in God's green goodness, how does that even fucking... And you know, I, I honestly think, and I wasn't there, clearly, I think like he was like, this key's not working. I don't understand why it doesn't work, eh? And then, like, gave him, like, a the locker key to a skating rink. And then the gas station is like, well, this ain't even fucking key car. This ain't even keys to a car. What are you doing? Yo. <laughs> so, this rental car that he had just driven all the way into Knoxville. Which, apparently, you can start with your fucking mind. He can't restart it when he gets to the gas station because it's the wrong key. Now, I don't know if he intentionally... How did he get to the fucking uh, gas station? Yeah. How did he get to the gas station? We'll go over our questions at the end. This is like Matrix shit. But I mean, why complain? So... That gas station ain't right to this day. I bet she doesn't work at a gas station no more. I bet she's scared of keys. That's for fucking sure. So, uh... Blair being without either a key to the car or having the wrong key to the car or possibly having the key to the car locked in the car or possibly just leading the gas station attendant astray by acting like he didn't have the right key to the car. He couldn't go anywhere. I don't even, I can't even, I don't. Oh, God. Yeah. God damn. And the rental car company was closed for the day, being that this was like 5.30 in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> what? This is so... This is... Uh, stupid! <laughs> this, I, I, I'll wait. I'll wait. Go ahead. You're cool. So uh, I mean, he drove to the gas station! He, he did, know, as far it. as we know. Fuck it. It's fine. I, I mean, no one saw him teleported in. So, oh god, this is gonna give me a fucking aneurysm. We can assume that he drove to the gas station. So being uh being stranded in Knoxville, 
until in the morning when the car rental place opened. Uh, he had the car towed to the rental place and hitched a ride to a nearby hotel. Now, what was the conversation with the, with the tow truck driver and, and Blair? Because, like, like, odds are, and again, I wasn't there, but, like, he was picked up, and I'm, I'm pretty sure tow truck driver, they're damn near like taxi drivers. They, they do start up a conversation, at least the ones I know. I'm sure it was like, oh, can't get it started? And he'd be like, nah, I ain't got the key. But, like, he would look at it and be like, how the fuck did you get here? Maybe he just thought, ah, oh, weird Canadian. I get it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that actually makes sense. Yeah. Or he paid him off platinum. Or it was like one of those things where it's like, let's just hook up your fucking car and get you somewhere. Everything you're saying is fucking stupid. And that gas station attendant is crying. <laughs> Either way. Yo. Or any of the multiple ways that it could have gone. He ended up at a nearby hotel and there is security footage of him at said hotel and shows him within an hour's time going in and out of the lobby five times. <clears throat> Let me do that again. The, hom- <clears throat> the homeless hobo was beheaded at the hostel. So he ended up at this hotel where the security footage shows that in an hour's time, Blair went in and out of the lobby five times before paying for a room. And there was an employee there at the hotel by the name of Ticka Hartsfield, who remembered Blair vividly. Well, I think the best way to describe him is uh, be paranoid. He was very nervous, agitated, expecting someone to come in on him, even though there wasn't anybody there. I don't know who he was looking for, but he was waiting for somebody to walk in, walk in for him. And, and that translated, dear listeners, is the best way to describe him would be paranoid. He was just very anxious. No, that's not the right word. No, what are you doing? I'm looking at the paper right now. <laughs> it's right here in front of me. The translation for Let that, me dear... it. It's right... It's right there. Shut up. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. The... <laughs> The translation of that, dear listeners, is the best way to describe him would be paranoid. He was just very nervous, agitated, expecting someone to come in on him even though there wasn't anybody there. I don't know who he was looking for, but he was waiting for somebody to walk in for him. What is this fucking murder she wrote? If you can have fun with quotes, I can have fun with quotes. You know what? I I actually, I take that back. I bet you there is somebody in Knoxville. Who speaks like that? That works in a hotel. Yeah. I, re- I, re- I rescind that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You ever been in Knoxville? Yeah, I have. When? When I... You know, I'm not even going to fucking... Yeah, so shut up, fucker. Sometimes you're a real bag of shit. Sometimes I am. <laughs> Would be fucked up if I have like a P.O. box there you don't even know about? <laughs> Secret family. Under the name of Ticka. <laughs> Ticka. Who the fuck? It's fine. So. Watch, like, Ticka is actually, like, the granddaughter of a grandfather named Ticka who killed 50 men in World War II. And I'm a real piece of shit for even bringing it up. You are, and that's true. Look it up. Google it. I have to go Google something. I'll be right back. Okay. So, after this 
I'm not going to Google anything. I'm just going to say right here. We're fine. <laughs> After this hour-long ordeal of the back and forth, he finally decided to check in, but didn't go to his room. He reportedly paid for the room with a $100 bill, pocketed the room key, and then left without even waiting for his nearly $50 and change, which, if you've got six what grand and platinum hanging around, you probably aren't too worried about 50 bucks. Why? But, oh, God. But then why even get the room if you're not going to go to the room? He ended up turning around, exiting the hotel front doors at 7.37 p.m., never to come back. And I'm sure Tika was fine with that. Probably. She probably thought he was a little weird. She's probably being real nice, like the Nashville, Knoxville, Tennessee nice, and she just... She was, he was just, he was just nervous. And they are, actually. They are very accommodating. They're, yes. People from Tennessee are actually very, very, very sweet he, and accommodating. He, he was nervous, but I didn't want him to get too close to me because he kind of creeped me out. But, but he was just <clears> a little <throat> agitated. Now, here's my question is when the police came back to our friend Tika, if... Like, she was on her lunch break. <clears throat> oh. You called her? Yeah. Oh. Never mind. No, I'm wondering, like, if, if, uh, if, like, this person, Blair, like, I mean, like, she probably didn't know who, well, no, she probably knew who he was. Gotta get ID to get a room. But still, do you think it was one of those things where it's like... He could have had a fake ID. Oh, God, I don't even want to. <laughs> as far as I can tell, there's nothing in any reports that he had a fake ID. But you think it was one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, great, another one of them. I got another one. Or... This was something that actually, like, really bothered her. Do you think, like, when the police came to her later on, like, oh, did you see anybody acting weird? And she'd be like, what time? This is a roadside motel by a gas station. Yeah, oh, the one dropped off by a tow truck. Yeah. Which time? <laughs> and then, like, they went through footage, and, and she's like, oh, him. Yeah, he was very weird. He was very agitated. Like, do you, I wonder, that's something I would like to ask her. Was this something that really stuck out to you, or... Is this a fucking Wednesday to you? <laughs> we don't know. But 12 hours later in a parking lot, what happened? About a half mile down the road from the hotel that he checked into, his body was found naked from the waist down in another motel's parking lot. Fucking <laughs> how... Why? Lieutenant Jones commented... His pants were removed in way. Not like someone would take their own pants off, but in a way that someone else would remove your pants from you. His socks were turned inside out. His shoes were off, and his shirt was just ripped open. Just you know like what? that, huh? You don't have to translate it. I'm pretty sure I got uh, it. Uh, yeah, you got it. Nailed that shit. Mm. So, aside from all these odd things about the clothing looking like it had been removed, his shirt being opened, shoes being pulled off, he had $4,000 an American, Canadian, and German currency scattered around his body, and a small pack held another 2,000 worth of gold and jewelry that whoever killed him didn't take. What? I, I fucking... What? Uh, huh? Just don't this is the part where my brain starts to kind of bleed. This is why I don't hang out in hotel parking lots. Well, maybe we should. That kind of money. Maybe I find him, yeah, dude. Shit. If I come across a dead body and there's platinum, 
I'm taking the platinum. Well, it doesn't say that platinum is recovered, just gold and jewelry. I'm just saying I'm going to do it. It doesn't say if that jewelry is platinum. Yeah. I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, uh, in all of the research I've done, mm. uh, there was no history of mental illness with Blair, and the autopsy Other showed... Other than the fact that he was fucking weird. Yep. I don't know if that's diagnosable, but, like, he was he was an odd duck. Well, at this point in time he was. We don't know that he was an odd duck before that. The autopsy showed no signs of drugs or alcohol in his system. And he had sustained many cuts and abrasions, and police believed some of the wounds may have come from fending off an attack. But the actual cause of death was a violent blow that ruptured his stomach. Now, a ruptured stomach is a rare result from blunt force trauma, but it is a medical emergency. Uh, Which makes sense because, it, it, like, something with that much force... There's actually, like, a lot of shit there. There's, you know, stomach, intestines, colon, spleen. Go hard enough. Kidneys, probably. Yeah, that but... That whole torso. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff there, but it's it's rare for the stomach to rupture in any kind of trauma to that area. That doesn't involve a fucking katana. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a rupture. That would be a laceration or impalement. I'm just trying to be scientific. So am I. Fucker. <laughs> so a ruptured stomach is rare. Um, signs and symptoms of a rupture would be severe stomach pain, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Chills, fever, nausea, vomiting, hypovolemia, which means um, there's a depletion of blood supply in your vessels because you're bleeding internally somewhere, and shock. And it ultimately leads to peritonitis and sepsis, which is a huge, massive super infection throughout your body. But I was unable to locate any specific estimated length of time from actual rupture to death. But it would not be a quick death if they're saying the cause of death was a ruptured stomach. I would think that they would consider the cause of death to be him, you know, bleeding out, Mm -hmm. not the actual rupture itself. Or the sepsis, you know, the infection, although sepsis can come on pretty quickly, especially once, you know, those stomach ruptures and all the contents go in. It was 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that it would be even that quick. Judging off of the information I've gleaned, I'm kind of leery about it being a ruptured stomach that killed him or that maybe they've missed something that killed him quicker. Either way, he would not have died instantaneously. So, which is actually kind of sad. That's a that's a hard way to go. And it makes and and actually it, I mean like it's kind of it's actually very separate, but I think of reservoir dogs where dude got shot in the stomach, mm-hmm. and he was just laying there writhing and in total fucking pain the entire time. Yeah. So I could just imagine taking a blow so hard to the stomach to where the only thing you can do is just lay there with your fucking socks inside out and your pants down, looking at all your fucking money well, and dying. And that's the thing. And that, I think platinum was there. That would not have immobilized the rest of his body. So if that's what actually killed him... What kept him from seeking out help? Why was he found in this disarray of clothing with all this money around him? It, I mean, the whole scene appears to me that someone was there, someone 
that probably caused him harm and was doing something for a reason other than robbery. And he probably did not die quickly. Because if there's any quicker cause of death that they would have reported, I could not find it anywhere. So here we have this man from Canada who's been paranoid, told his mom something's going on, but he doesn't want to tell her what's going on. He tries to get in the U.S., can't get in, buys a plane ticket to Germany, but doesn't get on it. Instead, gets back through the U.S. border, catches a plane from Seattle to Washington, D.C., then drives 500 miles back the other direction to Tennessee, acts all weirded out in this hotel lobby and ends up dead 12 hours later with his clothes turned inside out and his body exposed and he has a ruptured stomach and he has all this money and jewelry laying around him. So what the hell happened? There are so many questions here and it honestly like hurts my brain to even try and come up with one coherent answer to everything. The first big question I have is the missing key. How did he get to the gas station if he didn't have the key? Or was he deliberately leading the gas station attendant astray because he had a reason to stay there, but he didn't want it to be obvious? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Although one source during my research did uh, say that it was found near his deceased body at the crime scene, but I could only find that in one source. Regardless. I'm going to believe it just because it's easier <laughs> to fucking believe And it. if that's the case... Then why did he tell the gas station attendant that he didn't have the key? If he had the key the whole time. I mean, how do you just like, I am I'm too lazy to check my pockets. I don't have my key. What if it was something like, like he did with his mom? Where it's like, well, how do you not have the key? I mean, what if he was like, you know, maybe you shouldn't know about it. I, I think I've said too much. <laughs> it, it, it just, it, it doesn't compute. <laughs> None of this adds up at all. Why wasn't the money taken? Obviously, someone was involved in this. He didn't strip himself down and make it look like somebody did it and then punch himself in the abdomen until his stomach ruptured. Which would have been kind of funny. I mean, he maybe could have injured it accidentally, but then that doesn't explain him being half naked. That that just doesn't coincide. These poor detectives. I feel for him. I really do. Why was he stripped? Obviously, to me anyway, it seems like somebody was looking for something. They've pulled his pants off. They've taken his socks and shoes off and turned them inside out. Somebody was looking for something on his body. I have a theory. What is your theory? I'll get into it later. This is a big theory I have. Okay. Let's put a pin in that, but remind me. Okay. So if they're searching his body for something, that obviously means they know who he is. And they're expecting him to have something on him. Which means they had to have followed him all the way back from starting in fucking Canada. So they tracked this man down through Seattle and Washington, D.C. All the way to Tennessee. Just to give him a blow in his abdomen and rupture his stomach and Big search his body. Blow. Big I, ass uh, blow in his abdomen. Yeah, like I said, it's very rare for the stomach to rupture. You're more likely to rupture your spleen or lacerate your liver. Or, you know, something like that. So, obviously, this, it doesn't have the trademark signs of, we deliberately want to kill this person. Even uh, more of like a history, Billy's history corner is the, the, the famous case of Houdini. It was acute appendicitis. It wasn't even his stomach. And that was a fucking cannonball, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. It was acute appendicitis. 
that he didn't accept treatment for and died. It wasn't even his stomach. Yeah, this is the kind of injury you'd expect to see from somebody like a pedestrian hit by a car. But then he would have other injuries, too. There would be more trauma than just the ruptured stomach. Or somebody was holding his arm. Two people were holding his arms. And a sledgehammer was involved. I have a theory. Okay. Just if you're listening so, if you're listening right now and if you have socks on, I'm going to blow them the fuck off. I have a theory. And so, since we don't know how long it took him to actually die, we don't know how long his body had laid there before it was actually found... So we don't really have a real narrow time frame of when this encounter uh, encounter occurred. But obviously someone or someones were involved. And if they were tracking him down to look for something on his body that they expected to be on his body. And obviously they have the means to trace the man all the way from Canada to Tennessee. Why didn't they just disappear the body? Why was he laying out there for anyone to walk across and find with all of this uh, money around him that, you know, no one would have known that he had all that cash and stuff still on him. They could have just taken it. No one would have known. You already killed the guy. But it's all laying there. It just, I I don't, huh. No, it's a... And, and, and at the gas station, if he hitched a ride to the hotel room. Now, if this man's paranoid... And he believed someone's following him, which maybe they were. Why would he hitchhike to a hotel when he's got more than enough money to call a cab? Why hitch a ride to the hotel? Even if it's with a tow truck driver. If he's really that paranoid that he has fled his own country, I sure as hell wouldn't think he would just hop into a vehicle with some unknown person. Just saying. But then you just said, why not call a cab? You're literally hopping into a vehicle with an unknown person. But it's a random unknown person. So is a tow truck driver. I mean, like, he didn't say, call this tow truck company and ask for Steve. It's still a random person. I I mean, it's still just as confusing. This doesn't help anything. It's still just as perplexing. I I don't understand. (laughs) And so, going back to his trek... And supposedly going to Germany and then not going to Germany. If for some reason someone, because there's, you know, been a... uh, It's just weird we import victims now. (laughs) You know, there's the kind of feeling that maybe someone from Germany was involved with this. If that's the case, why would he have even initially bought the ticket to Germany? Was he really intending to go to Germany? This plays into my theory. Or was he trying to throw someone off his tracks? But if that's the case, why Germany? Why couldn't he have picked Australia? Or China? Or any other fucking place in the world but the one place he was months before? Mm. If that's what he was intending to do. After all of these... That burp, did you hear it? I heard it. It was it, deep. It rumbled. It was a wet one. Thanks for that. We're okay. So after all of these... Our marriage is going to be fine. Not if you keep interrupting me. Yeah, that's right. Hang your head, fucker. <laughs> I'm really not that mean, I promise. So after, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is that mean. What? Yeah. You can walk right up and pet me. I am the nicest person. Why would I want to pet you? You're not a fucking animal. 
was gonna make a joke about heavy petting, but I don't even know if it plays. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no. So I can't think of any more questions involving this case, nor do I want to, because it makes my brain hurt. So I would love to hear your theory on things as all of this information stands. What is your blow our socks off? Okay. Reveal. Get ready. I'm ready. Oh, and for future reference, let's see if we can find a soundbite for CSI. Dun dun! Like one of those, like, or is that CSI or is that, what is that? Uh, that's like Law and Order. I want one of those because yeah, right now. There's, there's copyright laws. Right now? Yeah, right now I happening? don't want to get sued. What's happening? You're putting your glasses on. I'm putting my glasses on. Or feel smart. I feel smart. I think. First off, he went to Germany and fuck some chick. There, there's that. Now, coming back to Germany, maybe that has something to do with her dad. Which, I'm a parent. I understand. Why would he want to go back and face her dad? Okay. If that's the reason he left and fled back from Germany to begin with. I'm thinking at that construction site... He found something. In Germany? Or in no, Canada? No, no, in Canada. Working as a foreman. I think I think he found something. I don't know what. I kind of don't want to know what, because I don't want to have my pants turned out outside of a hotel. I think he kind of found something. And, and it could be something that's like fucking Skynet. He found Skynet. Now... Or something like incriminating for someone? Something. Something that, that's like high up shit. And it could have been found like, like you know, you're 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 digging into the ground to set a foundation. Maybe he found something. So this kind of freaked him out, and which is why he says, "Mom, well, I can't talk to you about this." I, I um, well, what was the um, quote? Um, I don't know if I should tell you. And to this day, I don't know what it is. It being like the vernacular that that's uh being specified. It. So, no, his mom said she doesn't know what it is referring okay. to his statement. Okay, that's fine. There's still an it. There's still something. Mm-hmm. And then just abruptly withdrew his savings, took everything out of his deposit box, including the platinum, and platinum. So, he tried to get into the country just legal eagle, and it didn't work. So, he wanted to go to Germany. And maybe it was one of those things where it's like, maybe like from a payphone, or maybe there's some... Maybe he called his old girlfriend and was like, hey, I got something big and I'm going to come and see you. But maybe she was like, well, if you come this way, they're going to find us too. And then boom, canceled, which coincides with the fact that they found German money on him, which means he had full intention of going to Germany. Or that could have just been money left over from when he was there previously. Could have been. Maybe that was in the safe deposit box. We don't know. Blair knows. Knew. So he tried this whole thing of trying to throw people off who are after him. And then, next thing you know, he's found with a ruptured stomach. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if they, they being the, you know, proverbial, they, air quotes, like, got him. They got him. Mm-hmm. And... So you're, you're going off the assumption that they did track him down all the way They did track Canada. him down. And I'm talking, like black panel van showing up they got him 
And maybe that's why he was at a different hotel. Maybe the whole thing was throw this person off, throw this person off. If I do all these things that are so redundant and obviously stupid, like, that's why he was found in a different hotel. So, not to interrupt you, but... No, I've done it a lot to you. I'm doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) You're an ass. So, that was one of the questions I forgot to mention, is if he was that paranoid, why didn't he just hole up in that fucking hotel room? Why did he go back out the doors? Why? Kansas City Shuffle. You have me on video. You have me getting the key. But he debated on it five times in an hour. But still, I'm... I'm, Why would it take an hour to do a Kansas City Shuffle? I'm saying you're watching me go left. I'm going to go right. But they caught him right there at the other hotel. I guarantee you. I guarantee you if if whatever happened to him hadn't have happened, he would have bought a room at that hotel that he was at. That he showed up in. That the hotel parking lot they found him in. I bet you they probably caught him on his way to go in to get a room. I still don't understand why he would do that for an hour before... I don't understand anything this guy's fucking No, doing. I know. <laughs> Continue. So, why would something be in his stomach? Maybe what he found was a microchip. Maybe it was microfilm like James Bond. Maybe whatever he found, he dipped in wax, tied a fish line to it... He's not fucking MacGyver. I'm a guy in fucking Indiana, and I figured it out. Tied the fish line around a tooth and swallowed it. Then just grab the fish line and pull it out. Maybe it broke. Maybe the only way to get it out was to beat it out of him through his stomach, which caused this injury. And further is don't take anything off of him. Maybe there was even a discussion about it. Hey, let's get this off and make it look like a robbery. Maybe the guy in charge was like, no, there's no need. We have what we want. Leave him here. But like I said, at this point, he would have still been alive. This wasn't an instant kill. Well, it doesn't matter. They have what they wanted. Maybe they're not the generous type to put him out of his misery. They have what they wanted. Now they're leaving. And now they're leaving this risk alive to go and report to the police? Maybe. I mean, it would actually work because you would be like, if you're a cop and he lived... Okay, how this happened? Oh, such and such 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 happened, and, and you know, and they hit me in the stomach, and blah 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 blah. blah. But then they look at his backstory, and they're like, "You're all over the fucking place, from Canada to almost kind of Germany to America to turn back to America to Washington to Knoxville. How am I supposed to believe anything you're fucking saying right now?" Okay, so you're saying they dumped him. And he's still alive, but he didn't bother to try and pull his clothes back on. Didn't try and get help. No, I bet that shit happened. I don't think they dumped him. I bet that shit happened in the fucking parking lot. Okay. Even so, he didn't attempt to reclothe himself or get help in any way. Nah, man. You ever been punched in the gut? I haven't, but I know it's not going to kill you right off the bat. And if he's not having any other signs of head trauma or, you know... Let's go with the sledgehammer theory. Okay. If you hit me in the stomach with a sledgehammer... Can I? You have one? I can get one. Let's give it a go. Why not? Yay! I'm I'm into new things. I'm kidding. I don't have money for a sledgehammer. No, we don't have platinum. (laughs) We're not ballers, yo. (laughs) So, if you hit me in the stomach with a sledgehammer or a crowbar or something... Something that would cause acute damage to the stomach because obviously that's what did it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
even a car I don't think would because a car has a bumper that's too broad. You would need something like very pinpoint to hit your stomach. Otherwise, you have spleen damage. You have intestines. You have damage all over the place. Something happened to his stomach. But anyway, all this happened and I lost my train of fucking thought. Damn it. I lost my steam. Hitting you in the stomach with... Yes! Thank you. I remember. If you did it, you could literally rip my pants off and my shoes, and I wouldn't care. You know why? Because I was just hit in the fucking stomach. No. So bad. I'm not saying he would have kept them from doing it. I'm saying once they left, there's no sign that he attempted... To crawl away or get his pants pulled back on so he could run for help. I personally wouldn't. I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, my stomach. You're not going to lay there and let yourself die, though. Your your instinct is to go and seek medical help, to yell out for someone. He's in the hotel parking lot. If he'd yelled out for someone, surely there would have been someone in the hotel that would have heard. True. But I remember getting the wind knocked out of me, and I'm all sixes and sevens. I can't say shit. None of us can even say different because we've never been hit in the stomach so hard it caused damage to your actual stomach. That's a fact. That we 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 don't know. We don't know we don't know the state he was in when he received that hit. And after that, he was found with all this money around him. Maybe one what they found was way more valuable than any money that he had on him. Even if it was platinum. What if what he had was just so valuable, it was like, doesn't even fucking matter. Doesn't even matter. He can have the Hope Diamond on him. Doesn't matter. We have this that he had, that he found. And now we have it. Leave it. And it makes more sense because you you play off of the human race. What if they expected the person that found him to have money around him and take the fucking money? Now, that guy is now going to be charged because he took money and they're going to say, oh, well, you clearly just beat this man to death and robbed him. But somebody came across him and just called it in. And and it kind of foiled their plans because they thought, oh, somebody's just going to try to rob his ass because he's dead. But they didn't. They called it in. And now we're stuck with this paradox. This is a fucking paradox. None of this makes sense. For an organization with the monetary backing... To chase this man across two countries and track him down and the manpower to actually catch him and do what they did to him, why wouldn't they just make him disappear? Why spend all that time leaving that risk hanging out there? Like I just said, to make a patsy. But if no one finds him, you don't need a patsy. Like there's no open fields or forest or anything around Tennessee no foothills, they could just throw him off a cliff. I mean, some place where he would not be found. If they took that much time and energy and that much money to track him from one country to another, why leave him? Which goes back... With potential evidence, fiber evidence, DNA evidence. Which none of it was found. Well, we don't know that. But The police would not again release that kind of information. Again, what if what he had was so valuable... That no matter what happened, never mattered. But if he had something that was so valuable, they wouldn't risk putting anything on the line by leaving him there to be found, potentially alive. Don't know. 
That's why this doesn't make any sense. That's my theory, is that he has something on him that was... We're talking like... I agree he had something on him. Like human race, valuable. Like extinction level event, valuable to where they got it. Obviously, because he wasn't found just with his pockets pulled out. No, his shoes and socks were off and inside out, and his pants were pulled down inside out. They were looking for something. They were trying to find something, definitely. So I have to tend to agree that it had to be someone who knew him or knew of him, but it's still, I, I just, I cannot see a group of this kind of sophistication, if that's even the right word, I to track this one man down in Tennessee and just leave his body there. I say check the last construction site. He worked in Canada. They could have had the man buried in cement if they were this kind of corporate uh, corporation or company or outfit or whatever you want to call them. I don't know. I, I, and that bothers me because that would make this make so much more sense. Well, maybe that's the whole point. Maybe there's not supposed to be closure. And you said it yourself. They could have, but they didn't. It might have been something so fucking important that it doesn't even matter. Beat him to a pulp, and then be like, oh, we got it. All right, guys, close up shop. Let's go. What about him? Leave him. What about his money? Leave it. Doesn't matter. We got it. And then that's it. I don't know. I don't know. And it bothers me. (laughs) Because none of it makes sense when you put every piece together. Yeah, this whole thing's fucking weird. It is. I'm, I'm over it. I'm sorry you died, Blair. Oh... Good luck to you. Uh, if you couldn't tell, he just ripped up his studio notes. So um, I think Billy's calling it quits with the Blair Twitch project. Tapping out. So that's, that's a wrap. That's probably a good time for us to head out on this topic. I gave my best logic. <laughs> you did. One. You you I gave really a very tried. coherent yes, very coherent storyline that i could follow it just it still puzzles me that's why this whole thing is so puzzling that everything i said no matter how ridiculous it was this whole case is so crazy that what i said could have fucking happened could have (laughs) if that's the case oh good lord so on that note i think we're gonna wrap up this episode i do want to take this time to thank purpleplanet.com jewelbeat.com and pond5.com for their music and sound effects for today's episode uh phaser765 did the cover work you can find him on youtube under the name phaser765 p-h-a-z-e-r i believe yes 765 all one word um he has his own channel for video games video game walkthroughs and just comedy. And he's very good uh, at graphic art, and we do appreciate his help. And also, uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, uh, here soon, Instagram. Here soon, um, you should be able to find us on squarespace.com. Um, we're still working on the actual name of our domain. I think uh, Martini's in the Macabre is a bit long. But I think M&M's is already taken. <laughs> I would bet so. so yes. Uh, I, I personally don't think Martinis and the Macabre is that long, but... But I tell you what, if you go to... When we have a website and you go to it and you input the code... Nah, we don't have that. No. Good on everybody else that has that, though. Yeah. Oh, if you were a sponsor, 
This is where we would talk about you. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor us, just hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. We're down. We'll talk the shit out of you. Yeah. And then maybe we'll have like a promo code and you could use it and like get money off. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe someday. I'm not saying audible.com. You just did. I am not saying audible.com. <laughs> Are you wanting them to sponsor us on? No, Casper Mattress, I'm not. You're just calling out the ones that you hear on other podcasts, aren't you? What? And I also do want to give a personal shout out to all of the podcasts on CCR. They are our biggest inspiration for this. Check them out. Listen to all of their podcasts because they are great. Yeah, CCR, Cave Comedy Radio, Holdenator's Ho. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you next time. Well, we won't really see you. We'll be talking to you, but you know what I mean. I'm going to get a drink. Okay. Okay.